And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Slow Your Roll. I am Dominic Lorenzano, alongside writer for the Yaki Way Report, Jesse Caulfield, Brian Salem, our regular contributor in studio as well today for this one. Howdy. Good to have the Yaki Way guy in here, Jesse, because we're going to do a lot more baseball talk today. I said this last week. We're going to dive into some talk socks. A Boston team finally did something in free agency. Oh, boy. I was excited. Although, Jesse's going to tell us why it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's a little sour, too. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a depressing spin on this. But we'll get to that in a sec. Deshaun Watson, not long after we did the show, traded to Cleveland. Then gave him that massive deal. We'll talk about that. Uh, what to expect. Where does Baker go now? Freddie Freeman signed a contract. Chris Bryant, Devontae Adams traded out. The Bruins made some trades. So I know you two are going to talk about that. We have our Tommy Report and Darwin. And also, breaking news right before we started the show, Matt Ryan has been sent to Indianapolis for a third-round pick. We might have to try and try and get in somewhere to talk about that real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll just say when we're going to try and fit that in. But from that, Jesse, I'm going to turn it over to you to get us started on some baseball talk. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Well, we love baseball. And you said the Red Sox made a move yesterday. And although it's not really about the move, it's more what the move means for the future. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to speak here today about. You know, I like Trevor Story. It's cool. Nice little deal there. Nice player. Um, but signing Trevor Story really means kind of the end of Xander Bogart's time here. You know, he'll finish this year. He still has a contract through, um, I think it's three more years after this. Yes. But it's all... With the player options. Yeah, he has the opt-out at the end of the season. Yes. And it's, I mean, it was rumored for a long time, even before, like, the off-season started, that Xander Bogarts was going to opt-out, and then with the hopes of re-signing and getting a new deal with the Red Sox. His current deal is six years, excuse me, $120 million. Uh, He's halfway through that, or going to be halfway through that this year. Um, And, you know, that reminds me a lot about a homegrown player we had a couple of years ago by the name of Mookie Betts. You know, kind of the face of the franchise, Xander Bogarts is now. Uh, longest tenured Red Sox, Xander Bogarts. But we loved we loved these homegrown players. We had, a, you know, we loved Pedroia. Then we had Mookie Betts. And we really wanted to keep him once in a generational type of talent. We knew we wanted big money. And we knew the Red Sox never wanted to pay it. And that was really annoying. Because when are you ever going to find a Mookie Betts out there? Now, he signed a massive deal with the Dodgers, which, give me one second to get that up. Uh, it was 12 years, $365 million, $30 million average. And the rumor was he was going to want, uh, well, there went the camera. Uh, the rumor he was going to want around $400 million, and the Red Sox were definitely not about that. And they offered him $300 million before the trade happened. He said no. And do I think really any player is ever going to put up $365 million worth of numbers for 12 straight years? No. No one is worth that. <clears throat> but sometimes you got to pay that. And it's like, oh, we got to save money, blah, 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 blah. Mookie Betts was making you money. We loved Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts was winning you games. Not playoff games, but he was winning you games. He was an MVP. Uh, he was giving the face and the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, a run for his money year after year. And too much money 
Is $400 million a lot of money, and do I think he was really worth that? No, but like I said, I don't think he's worth $365 million, but Machado is not worth $300 million. Bryce Harper is not worth $400 million. Trout's not worth $400 million either. No one's worth that money, but that's the market, so you got to pay these guys sometimes. And, all right, you would have gone over the luxury tax, but, like, whatever happened to that idea of we're chasing the Yankees? We're supposed to, we want to be the Yankees. We won a couple World Series, and we ate, broke the 86-year curse, and I guess that was enough for John Henry there. Because now he, he seems to hate these homegrown talents. You know, oh, that was you. That scared me. Um, he let Mookie Betts go. Xander Bogarts, who's 29 right now, is probably going to be let go. And now we're having the same problem with... Uh, Rafi Devers, who's 25, he came out the other day and said, they have not talked to me about a contract. I don't understand why the Red Sox have gotten so far away from this idea of growing your farm system to be a good team consistently. How many, like that is, that's the way to do it nowadays. Like everyone craps on, if you're going to win a World Series, like the idea of just buying the best town in free agency to win World Series, that's not it anymore. It doesn't work for the Yankees anymore either. You mean keeping your homegrown talent? You mean? Yeah, no. That's yeah. what I. That's what I think the Red Sox should do because that idea of just going, just diving into free agency, paying the best players, and we're going to win that way. That's not. That's not how baseball works anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have these homegrown talents, like Xander Bogarts is one of the best shortstop in baseball. Like, pay him the money, and like he's going to be thirty. He's not going to be. He's not going to want Tatis money. He's not going to want Francisco Lindor money, and like. If he wants to be here, he might also take a pay cut. Like, why is it so hard to work with these players? I don't think it is. They all say the same thing. I want to be a Red Sox. This is my home. And the Red Sox are like, more like John Henry's, like, find a different one. We had, There's someone cheaper out there. There's someone different out there. And, like, who would you rather have? If you only had to pick one, Trevor Story or Xander Bogarts? Xander. Exactly. And, like, you, they, they go into free agency... You know, Trevor Story was not going to be cheap because he is such a good player. He deserves money. And, like, why don't just... If you're going to get rid of Xander Bogarts, I don't know. Why are we going to just go a different route, a different expensive route? Spend that money on your guy. Well, I think Xander was going to get significantly more money than Story. All right, what do you think his market value is? I want to ask you that. Uh, I mean, Correa... I know that's a hard Correa thing to is do. Get, Correa is getting paid $30 million a year, right? Now, he, Car- Carlos only got three years. But he's getting paid about $30 million a year. Yes. Xander doesn't have the injury history of Carlos, and he's around the same age. Carlos Correa is more dynamic with the bat, though, and I do think he's a better fielder. I would say that Xander would throw out that he's more consistent with the bat than Correa, though. Really? That's actually one of my biggest problems with Xander Bogart. I, he, he's had some streaks. He was bad at the end of last year, but, I mean, if you look at the average, the numbers, oh, I, mean, I feel like you can book him for that high average 40 he's a, doubles, he's a just under 20 plus home runs. career hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty plus. I'll, I'll go fifteen to twenty range is what I'll be happy with for home <clears throat> runs with Xander Bogarts. Mm-hmm. And like, but like, yeah, my I guess problem with him is he can he can be a he can be like a three fifty hitter for a couple months and then he'll go to a two hundred hitter. So that's I my, meant, but I mean as far as consistency, as far as year in and year out, though. Sure, I mean uh, he's as far always as the on numbers the field. That you put up. He's always going to be a good fielder. So I would say he would expect Carlos Correa money for more years. But he's also story's getting paid about twenty three million a year. Does he deserve probably Carlos Correa money? Maybe. But I don't think he'll... I mean, maybe he'll want Carlos Correa money. But if he's going to stick with the Red Sox, I think he'll understand that, like, yeah, I don't want Carlos Correa money if I'm going to stay here. I I think... I mean, he's also... Carlos Correa is an a-hole. 
Yeah. And Xander Bogarts is very much not. So, I mean, I don't think Xander Bogarts will get 30. Hey, if he can get 30 million on the market, good for him. But, like, I, f- I figured he'd rather sit here at home with 20 to 25 million a year. Definitely not. Especially when, if you're going to pay Story 23. No, I don't. I don't want a thirty-year-old getting twenty-five million a year. No. Okay, but I'm telling you, it, it would be at least twenty-five million a year. No way. Yeah, I don't. at least. I think, at least. I don't think he even deserves that money. He's I, about to start on his trending down. You, I, I will literally tell you right now. I think Xander is going to get about five to six years at about twenty-seven, twenty-eight million. Oh, okay. A year. All right. I think the best you could have hoped for for extending him would have been Xander. Here's five years. Twenty-seven and a half million dollars. That's the best case scenario for the Red Sox that I thought Xander would have even signed at. See, I don't. At thirty years old, you got to realize, like, you might be worth twenty-seven million for that first year. Maybe that second year, you're not going to be worth that. You're at well, thirty-two, thirty-three. Well, that's why I said five years. Well, those last three years are going to be waste of money. Probably. As much as I like Xander Bogarts, Probably. I still think he can play for a while. But also, like, this has the problem of. Well, they're not talking to Rafi Devers. You're only going to pick one, and you're probably going to pick Devers. And I think, you, we talked about this yesterday, I think Devers will be more expensive. Because he's younger, his, his bat is far more dynamic. Yes, Xander Bogarts is the better fielder, but so am I. There's probably more value in paying Devers, though, than there is Xander. Uh, I, mean, I will. You be, think there's more third baseman than shortstop, but I think the No, but I just right. mean for the fact that because he's 25. Oh, yeah, sure. I will be really mad if the Sox don't extend Devers. I think by letting Xander walk, they're trying to say they're probably going to extend Rafi. I, I kind of think so, but like they're still not doing it a very good way. Well, maybe they'll just, talk to him this year. And we should have we should have had... To your other thing, though, about, about chasing the Yankees, we don't need to feel like we're chasing the Yankees anymore because we've been beating the Yankees now for a I, decade and a half. I don't care. They beat you for... 50 plus years mm. I don't care about a decade I mean listen I'm not saying I agree with it but I'm just telling you that mentality is gone because of that reason we're still 20 something or we're, we're like 18 World Series behind them still like we have a lot of work to do I don't like this like John Henry is oh, he's caring about his money in his old age got to take care of those kids or whatnot but like how much money would you have made if you have a core that features Mookie Betts Xander Bogarts, Rafi Devers, and uh, a messy pitchy situation, but we'll maybe figure that out. Uh, but like you, you have three hugely dynamic players homegrown. in the beginning and middle of your lineup. Yeah, homegrown. No, I get, I get the point there, and I don't understand. You wanted a Derek Jeter forever, and now you have one, and you don't care. Yeah, you have someone that I think that's better than Derek Jeter ever was. Mm, that's true. That's true. Brian, do you have any thoughts on this before we move on? Jesse's point that you just made about having a guy that's Jeter or better mm-hmm. and now you're going to let him walk I couldn't have said it no. better myself because as long as for as long as I can remember and I'm sure the same thing goes for you guys what have Red Sox fans been clamoring about forever a good defensive shortstop that you can get decent offensive production out of and I get it with the age and you don't want to give them so many years at X amount of money because like you said Jesse yeah the first year or two, he's probably still going to be worth that money, but you are going to see a drop-off. The problem here, uh, like you guys have been saying, like Henry's interests are not with the team. 
And that is such a massive, massive problem, not just in general, but like in a market like this, mm-hmm. where everyone that either, well, most of the people that either work for the team or are always around the team and the fan base first and foremost, like if you're not engaged in your role as ownership and you're not doing what you know whatever you can to make the team better, you're going to get scrutinized to all hell for it. Mm-hmm. Like- I'm so sick of hearing reports every other week. Oh, John Henry's in on buying this team. John Henry's yep. in on buying that team. He cares more about European soccer now than he does his baseball Come on, team. dude. If your interests aren't with the baseball team, that's fine. That's all good and well. Do whatever business ventures you want to set out to do. Don't make the product on the field worse because you can't be bothered with the investment that you decided to make all these years ago. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I get that. But I will throw one last wrench into this. One of the reasons why they're not going to extend Xander is because they have a top prospect at shortstop. He's 18. He's still an elite prospect. It's going to be a couple years. Okay. So you have Xander for one more year. You brought Trevor Story in, and that then you have to wait another year or two for Mateo. I'm just saying that's the other thought on this. Listen, if they don't re-sign Devers, if they don't extend Devers, I will be mad. But am I mad that they're not signing Xander I'm not that mad I get it I, th- I think you should be because like, like I said I like Trevor Story but why not just give Xander like five more like five more years and tell him that like we're going to front load this for three years and then that shortstop we have is going to be ready and then we'll talk from there mm-hmm. and we'll give you the player options from there mm. I gotcha I gotcha I, I, I see the point and uh, I, I think Xander's going to get more on the open market than you realize he's going to get. But anyway, from that, we will be moving on. Rapid fire news. It ended up being more in this news thing than I thought there'd be because there isn't that much time between this show and the last one. But anyway, Bruins in their one game beat the Jets 4-2, to Celtics 2-0, and beating the Kings 126-97, to and beating the Nuggets 124-104. I think the Celtics are creeping up on like the second in the Eastern Conference right now. So they're having a late surge. All right, as we mentioned, the breaking news, Matt Ryan traded to Indy for a third-round pick. Jameis Winston also signing a two-year, $28 million deal to stay in New Orleans after missing out on Watson. I suspect they'll probably still draft somebody, but we'll see from there. Also, March Madness started, and, you know, it's been uh, it's been its usual self. Some, some great upsets. Uh, the Big Ten and the SEC really not doing too well. They've lost quite a bit of their teams, especially the SEC. Uh, some of the bigger ones, Michigan at number 11 seed, took down number 3 seed, Tennessee, 76-68. Uh, Michigan uh, also, I mean, I'm sorry, Miami taking down Auburn last night. Yeah, it was last night. 79-61 over number 2 seed, Auburn. And the big one, St. Peter's oh. takes down the almighty Kentucky. A 15 seed against a two seed took him down 85 to 79. St. Peter's then went on to also beat uh, Murray State as well. So St. Peter's is in the Sweet 16. I love that. I love I love high seeds and yeah. In uh, now Sweet 16. I predict that they get stomped out in their next game against Purdue because these things can only last for so long. You can only sneak up on so many teams for so long, but. That was awesome. Great, great for St. Peter's. That's one of the fun things. 
uh, about the tournament. Deshaun Watson also traded to Cleveland, as we mentioned. And from that, we are going to get right into that segment right now. Jesse, I think you said Cleveland, so I'm going to let you start this one, too, and gloat for a second. I'm going to pull up the camera for it, too. Are you really? Yeah. All right. Because, yeah. Who said Cleveland last week? I said Cleveland last week. And then what had immediately happened almost after the show? Cleveland was out. Deshaun said, no, I don't want to go to Cleveland. Then two days later, they said, what if we gave you a whole bunch of money, all guaranteed, with like a little a little thing in there. So he's only going to make a million dollars next year because they're expecting some sort of punishment from the NFL. Yeah. Um, but hey, he's a Cleveland Brown. Mm. And suddenly, the Browns went from, eh, they're just the Browns, to uh, a clear favorite, as much as I like the Bengals, in that division. Uh, because, oh man, what a whirlwind. We went from making fun of Baker, and you guys said he probably wasn't going to go to Cleveland. I just... I didn't really have like a real reason in my heart. There was just a feeling I had that because of what how Cleveland was treating Baker, Baker clearly didn't want to be there anymore. I kind of felt they almost had to with the situation they put themselves in and they shelled out a whole bunch of money and they got their guy. Mm. So, I mean, I do feel vindication, but hey, you know, it's true that now Cleveland is probably the clear favorite, one of the favorites in the entire buzzsaw that is the AFC now. Uh, five years, $230 million, full guaranteed. And I mean, Cleveland sold their soul for it also. They did. With three first-round picks, a third, and a fourth. Mm. All right. They did. I, I mean, they, we kind of talked about this the day that Russ got traded to Denver. Like, you, it seems like a lot, but to get a guy that's that talented, there's no giving up too much. Oh, that's, why, that's why you kind of got to sell your soul. Mm. I'm going to have a dual perspective on this. A positive and a negative for Cleveland. It's not a long-term negative, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to name drop. Cleveland, you got to slow your roll for a second on this. Let's be honest about something. Deshaun hasn't played football in a year. The NFL moves fast. When Deshaun was playing, what was he, a top five guy? What is he now? Is he a nine? Is he eight? We don't know. It's been a year. He now goes to a new city. New team, new offensive system, and he could be suspended for quite a few games. Do I think when I look at the roster, Cleveland's the best team in the division? Yes. But if you told me Deshaun serves a five-game suspension and it's a bit rocky for the first month and a half of the season when he does come back, I wouldn't be shocked about that either. I would not be shocked if Cleveland doesn't win the division. I wouldn't even be completely shocked if Cleveland doesn't make the playoffs with Deshaun Watson. I do think it's going to work out in the end. I think, so I said the negative. I'm going to give Cleveland props, though, and the positive. It's clearly they did this for the long term. And you know what? I've talked about when you have a great roster and your time is now, there's no such thing as being, but there's almost no such thing as being too aggressive. You have to swing big. You have to go for it. And the Browns said, We are going to burn the bridge with Baker Mayfield. They went scorched earth. Said we want an adult at quarterback. That's about as ruthless as I've ever heard an organization be about a current player on the roster. They went totally scorched earth with Baker and then shelled out. I mean, is that the most guaranteed money a player's ever gotten in the NFL? I think so, So they just went balls to the wall 
on this from all sides. And I think in the end, down the line, it is going to pay huge dividends for Cleveland. And I commend them. As much as I make fun of Cleveland, their fan base cares so much. And they want to win so much. And I'm glad that the ownership and the GM and Barry came together and said, we're going to do everything possible to make this team as good as possible. So, great for Cleveland in the long run. But I did come out originally, and I was a slave to the moment a little bit, and said, this puts them in the Super Bowl window. And then I realized after thinking about it, I think everyone might need to calm down on the Browns this year. I think it might take some time. Actually, to that insult thing, uh, is that insulting to say we want an adult in this position and then you traded for an alleged rapist? Well, listen, that's the other thing. Uh, that's let's really be, insulting. Uh, let's be honest about Cleveland. When they said we want an adult, what they really want was we want someone more talented. <laughs> we, we want someone more talented. And if he's not maybe the best adult in the world, as long as he's talented enough, to put up with we will put up with it. But Baker is not talented enough to put up with the fact that he's not adult enough. I want to know if Belichick was taking notes. Like, that's how you make a splash, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know, right? Brian, do you have any thoughts on my react? Well, not my initial reactions, as I've completely admitted, but my long-term, as far as when I got time to sit down and think about it, reactions to what Watson and Cleveland will mean this year. Um, I agree with you in the sense that uh, Cleveland does need to sort of slow it down a bit because to your point I hadn't even really given any thought to the fact that Watson has missed so much football and he's coming into a new cast with different coaches and a different system and terminology and all that so I I hadn't even thought of that but what I will give uh, Watson here is I think as far as adjusting and getting back into the groove of, you know, practicing, working out, uh, film sessions, all that stuff. Who has an easier job of getting back into the swing of all that than the quarterback? Yeah. I mean, aside from obviously having to learn a new system like we talked about, but to your point, this is this is probably the best move I've ever seen the Browns make. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah. I would say it's the best move I've ever seen them make. I just think, I just think maybe everyone needs to like take a deep breath. Oh, for on, the, for they, the, they need to slow <laughs> their roll for the now on I, this season. I will even give. I'll, I'll give it this: if Deshaun serves three or less games, I feel very confident Cleveland makes the playoffs. Really? If Deshaun serves six games, I think Cleveland might miss the playoffs. I think I'll get at least six if he's going to get anything because. Here's how I look at it. Six games, you don't have him there at all. And then probably three or four games of being a bit rusty and a bit bumpy. That's like yeah. 10 games. Sure. And what if you come out of that 10 games at five and five? Or or four and six? I yeah, mean... With that, I think they're planning on this maybe happening next year. Because this is still going to be a while before he actually... We see what the punishment is. I know it's not going to be any like criminal punishment, but mm-hmm. like... You know, if he has to pay some fines, like that's still very far away. It's looking like so. That's why I think they did. This. I mean, that's definitely why they did the contract for next year. So I don't know if it'll be even that much of a deal. Well, he'd be rust. He's he's gonna make some overthrows. He's gonna miss some things. He's gonna do things. He's uh, you know be rusty on stuff like that. But I think like I mean, he's still young. He's still gonna be so talented. I think a lot of this comes down to uh, Stefanski, mm. and like 
he's dealt with a lot of immature players actually in the past couple of years. Miles Garrett, uh, Baker Mayfield. Miles Garrett actually has grown up a lot the past couple of years, so I'll give him that. Baker Mayfield not so much. So I wonder how much how much of this is Stefanski being able to have team camaraderie here. Can he bring a guy like Deshaun in and be like, "You're a Brown, be a Brown." Mm-hmm. This isn't about you. Can he? Can he? Can he do like? Can he do something like that to a guy like Deshaun? Mm-hmm. And can he? Can he make him? Because Deshaun knows he's talented. Deshaun knows he's gonna be worth his money. He's gonna put up stats. But can he be a team player? Mm-hmm. And can Stefanski get him to work like that? Mm. Yeah. And in general, can Stefanski pivot the offense? Stefan. Here's the thing with Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski did great with Kirk Cousins and all that kind of stuff. But he does seem to run a very, I would say, rigid sort of offense. It's very structured the way he wants. When you have someone like Deshaun, it's got to have some improvising and a little unstructured as well. So it will be interesting to see how can Stefanski work the talent and playmaking of Deshaun into his what seems like very formula-structured offense. I think that's the other thing to think about when it comes to Stefanski and coaching on this. Okay. Yeah. But here's the other thing with Cleveland on this. They're giving him so much money and so much guaranteed that their Super Bowl window with how good the AFC is, is it only two or three years? Because at some point down the line, this is going to like bite them that you're paying him this much money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You and you're going to have to no move. Picks. Yeah, and you're going to have to move off guys. So, in the same way that like Green Bay now, all of a sudden moving off Devontae Adams probably completely changes things for them moving forward. Do, how long is the Super Bowl window for the Browns, you think, on this contract with Deshaun? Because I think it's about two, maybe max three years before you have to just manipulate the cap and move off so many guys that you're just not quite good enough. I mean, wasn't isn't the stat right now. Any quarterback who's taking up 15% or more of your cap hasn't won a Super Bowl in like over a decade. I believe that. It's something crazy like that. If your quarterback's making up about 15% of cap, you you don't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I believe that. So what do you think about this for Cleveland then? How, how short is the Super Bowl window because of how much they're paying Watson? Uh, well, I mean, they've already had to. They already had to drop Hooper. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the greatest tight end in the world, but that's a weapon. They had to move on from Landry. I know, like, that's not the reason, but, like, Landry's gone. But, I mean, yeah, you have a dynamic running back situation, but, like, how long can you keep two almost elite running backs? Like, you probably have to move on from Hunt, keep Chubb um, in a year or two. You have you spent so much money on that defense last year. Mm-hmm. So, and Miles Garrett, I, I, did he get his giant contract yet? Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's five years... I mean, I guess I'll agree with that. Three years, because then you'll probably, you'll really have to start, yeah, you'll probably really have to start tearing this stuff down. Yeah, and you, and because you gave up draft picks, too, it's not like you have your full slate of yeah. draft picks moving forward. Brian, what do you think? I think I agree with you guys. But, but, like, not only based on what you, like, what you've committed financially to this roster to get him, mm-hmm. what you had to give up to get him, and... Like you look at the rest of the teams in the division, they're not getting any worse anytime soon. No. So like take take Super Bowl aspirations out of the equation entirely. Like what's the playoff picture gonna look like? Mm. Like like you were saying a few minutes ago, like especially if 
if Watson gets a six game suspension, right? Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back, it still doesn't look like it probably should. Mm-hmm. Like how far back in the division are you going to be now? Yeah, exactly. And because just be, you were and, without that guy. Yeah, and, and, and I don't want to make this about like a negative because like, listen, Tom Brady for the first six, seven weeks in Tampa when he first got there was a little clunky. You know, I, I think Stafford initially was great. And then there was like a middle of the season where it kind of looked like they were, you know, having a rough patch and a little clunky in the new system and stuff like that. I mean, and they were and melting injuries in. at the same time. Talk, talk. They were. They were. But Brady was clunky a bit to start in Tampa as well. So I, I there's no reason to think that this isn't going to be clunky for a few weeks as well. And as you mentioned, the division is better. That's why I think they need to calm down on this year. Um, I think, like I said, the Super Bowl window is about two max three years on this contract for Deshaun. Now, we're seeing so negative, and this is the last thing I'm going to say. At the end of the day, despite the things we've talked about, I am 100% A-plus move by Cleveland because they were not in a Super Bowl window until they made this move. And there was no chance that any time in the near future they were going to be in a Super Bowl window because they didn't have a quarterback that was good enough, and the team was too good to have a good round pick to get a quarterback. So... At the yeah. end of the day, it is a great move for Cleveland. I'm just saying on a couple of things, some drawbacks and some slow down, slow your roll a little bit, Cleveland fans, on this year. It's not going to be seamless and perfect out the gate. I guarantee it. No, it never is when you have a quarterback change uh, teams like that, especially like he didn't have the whole offseason to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's always going to be a little yeah. awkward at first. Yeah. All right, from that, still talking about Cleveland to an extent. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield. What now for Baker Mayfield? Well, an hour ago, I would have said Indy, but that's not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. The Saints are off the board, too. That, That, too. An hour ago, I would have said stick to commercials. An hour later, I still say stick to commercials, Baker. Yo, did you see that meme where it's him and his wife sitting in the stands and it just says it's time to move out? Uh, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing about this. We were talking about last night, like how you you felt that because Cleveland knows, or everyone knows Cleveland needs, almost needs to move on from Baker Mayfield, that the value won't quite be there. And like, sure, I understand that. But like, in the past hour, the value has almost plummeted in and of itself because it now there's two other teams that are just like, well, we have our guy. Mm-hmm. Almost all, all that's left is the Panthers, and you don't seem to think they want him. No, I don't think Carolina will go that route because they're paying Sam Donald $18 million. Baker Mayfield would be worth about $18 million. Let me ask you this. And because Carolina has, for the last two years, tried three veteran quarterbacks, Tepper wants to win, and Tepper is frustrated, and he doesn't want to do that again. So he'd rather just use this pick and draft a quarterback and go with him. Do you think if the Panthers could switch Baker Mayfield and maybe dump uh, Darnold? Maybe you have to retain some of that money, but do you think they should do that? If you can get rid of Darnold, why would you not take a Baker Mayfield? I For the same money. I would think that they would. I don't think Cleveland would because Cleveland would be looking to get rid of some of Baker's money. Sure. So I don't think Cleveland would do it. Do I think it makes sense for Carolina? Yes. Do I think Carolina would do it, though? No. Because I, I, do that and I think Carolina would rather not have the distraction of Baker in, and they would rather just draft a quarterback and say, it's yours now. Okay. Well, then Baker's almost stuck. He kind of is. I am trying to think of the only other places he can go. Atlanta? 
maybe, strong maybe, Seattle. Seattle's the only other one. Seattle makes sense as far as it, what seems like they want to do. Now, if I ran Seattle, I wouldn't do it because I think they should just full on just tank and just realize this is a long rebuild and draft somebody. But yes, if they want to give the illusion of trying to keep, you know, competitive, then yes, bringing in Baker Mayfield makes a lot of sense. Seattle is probably the best fit at this point. Atlanta second. I mean, it's in division, but would they send send him to Pittsburgh? No, and Pittsburgh wouldn't take him. No? You no. think they'll really just stick with Mitch? Yes. They've paid Mitch already. They don't want the headache that they think Baker brings. I think I think a lot of people in the league might think that the difference between Baker and Trubisky is not that high anymore. And certainly not enough to be worth the headache. Mitch is likable. Everybody in the league likes Mitch. His teammates love him. Josh Allen talked a lot about loving Mitch. Everywhere he goes, they do rave about him as a person. I guess. And, like, sure, I've never heard anything bad about Mitch Trubisky, the person. I mean, he's never thrown a pick six, and he's not a bitch. I'll take that over Baker Mayfield. So, I mean, like, that's what I mean. So I, I don't think Pittsburgh would do it. I think at this point, Atlanta and Seattle are the only options I see on the table. I don't think either of them should, though. I don't I think, think they it, should both tank. I think they should, too. But, well, you know what? I could make the argument for Atlanta not tanking. And that's because their division is bad and the NFC in general is bad. I guess. So I could see why Atlanta might not want to tank. To me, now that I'm thinking about it, I said Seattle first. I think Atlanta might be the best fit. I think Atlanta over Seattle, but yeah, I don't think if you were going to ask me Atlanta, which you should, don't do it. At this point, though, because you know Cleveland has to trade him, what can you even get for Baker? Like a fifth round pick? I was going to say maybe a sixth and a seventh. I think a fifth is about the best you can hope for. What do you think? I'd go, I'd go fifth or sixth. Because I mean, as 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 hot and cold as he is, he's at least I think competent. Listen, he's this, serviceable. I, I, I'm trying to make this not about him, his talent as much, because I do think he's better than he was last year, and I do think if we are having this conversation two months ago. I think Cleveland could actually get a decent amount for Baker. But the fact of the matter is, is most people have already chosen the direction they want to go, and Cleveland has no leverage. Did you say two weeks ago? I said two, I, I meant like two months ago. No, but like... Oh, even two weeks ago. Because all the, all the moves happened in the past two weeks. Yeah, that's true. Even two weeks ago, you could probably get quite a bit. But the, the fact of the matter is, is everybody knows Cleveland has to move them. Heck, two hours ago, you, you could have got a lot more than you can now. Yeah, you have no leverage anymore in this situation. Yeah, it's not looking good. No, like I, I, I told them, like I, I said last week, if like if you're gonna get Deshaun, like I, I don't think I outright said it, but like you, you should have moved Baker pretty quick. Obviously, you don't want to, you want the right deal, but now look at you. I know he might be your backup if he but, even shows up. I was about to say, wait, 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 wait. If you can't deal him, do you cut him? You can't have him there, can you? At this point. You can't have him on the sideline. I, I, I hate cutting a guy like that. I know. I'd rather just get the sixth or the fifth round pick yeah, or whatever. Listen, at the end of the day, he's he's too good to just cut. But given the situation. I know. If you just straight up cut him, I mean, what's the dead cap. money going to be that counts against the cap? I mean, he's still on rookie contract. It won't be that bad. No, but he, doesn't he? Don't, don't rookies, once they get late enough, you pick up an option on them and it. It's more money. All, all I mean, rookies, it is, I think it is all, the option year, but all, I think he's like 16, 17 million. Anyone drafted in the first round 
comes with a fifth year option. Yeah. And you've to pick up the option, I think it's a decent amount of money. So So no, he actually will be a decent like dead cap hit. I'll figure it out. But to the point, guys, yes or no, if you can't deal him, do you have to cut him? I kind of think you do. Yeah. <sighs> you do. I mean, at least or else I, Cleveland's I, I, gonna be a circus, bro. Like a well, circus. I know. Deshaun Watson the, is used to that. He just came from one circus. Well, no, when I he know. was the circus. I know, but like, think of it this way, right? All the chutzpah that we've heard in the last couple of weeks mm. about Mayfield and 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 his souring relationship and the bridge getting burned between he and the Cleveland Browns, like that was enough of a circus, right? All the crap that's been surrounding Deshaun Watson is a circus. You bring Watson in, give him over a, almost a quarter of a billion dollars with a B, guaranteed, mm-hmm. and then you're going to think about Baker? the circus that would create yeah. in the locker room. Uh, I just looked it up. It's just under $19 million cap hit. I told you it's a, it's a serious cap hit. So if they cut him, what would the does it say what the dead money would be? All of it. All, all of yeah, it. Yeah, all of it. You're taking a nine, almost a nineteen million dollar dead cap hit. Screw that! You gotta trade him, even if it's for a bag of tea. Yeah, at that point, like <laughs> we need a yeah, we need a bag of footballs. <laughs> like, listen, I think I think at the end of the day, just take him. I, I think hey, the, you. <laughs> we'll drive him to the airport. <laughs> yeah, I think at the end of the day, they're gonna get a deal done. I just can't think of what team it's going to be. I mean, the only team I really can think of is Atlanta and, and Seattle. Oh, well, I mean, I still put the Panthers out there because they might. He's but. not going to Carolina. I'm telling you right now, he's not you know going I to just, Carolina. You know what I just thought of? What? Would it not be like the most New York Jets thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Look, Robert, Robert, and there are our producers nodding his head. Zach Wilson played better at the end of last year, Dokes. They're not going to do that. I mean, he did, but. They're not going to do it. Jets going to jet. I believe. Wait a minute. What about the New York Giants? They're going with their man. I think they're going to try to draft someone. They might. They're going to go with Danny Dimes another year. Man, really? I, I'm going through this, and I'm just thinking, like. Philadelphia? No. Hurts, they, they hurts feel it. like they have their guy. But. They're very confident. I think Jaylen they hurts. don't feel like they have their guy because they were in on some of the other guys here and there, but they certainly don't dislike Jalen to the point that they'd want to bring in Baker. Honestly, maybe Detroit, because I heard they want to move on from Goff, but... They can't move on from Goff. That's the thing. It'll just He's be, too much money. It will just be in the difference. It will be in the same situation just with Goff. Yeah, no. Goff is too much money. They can't move on from Jared. 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 Man, I just... There's really nothing. My, Baker's, Miami? Way be- Baker's way better than Goff, though. I mean, at least Mayfield doesn't need his head coach in his Miami until the Play clock, it's 15 maybe. seconds. But for whatever reason, Ross is just super loyal to Tua. Is he though? And yeah, it was Flores the one who didn't want it, who didn't buy in the Tua. And the already, GM, the GM, and and the owner were like, "No, I go with Tua." Still loyal. They, they already have a halfway decent backup there now too in Bridgewater. And oh, I forgot about yeah. that. He might even be better than Tua. Probably is better than Tua. I think actually, he is. I think he's better than Tua. Fuck. Tua sucks. I, think, <laughs> I don't think he's very good. I'm I'm about the biggest Tua hater. I know in the world, but I feel like every day I just seem like I just 
There's been themes writer on this show. and writer on that. Really? Uh, what are the themes? Well, the themes are. Deshaun, I don't like Tua. We love to talk about Deshaun Watson. You don't like Tua. Aaron uh, Rodgers. Yeah, we, we crap on Aaron Rodgers a lot. Uh, the NBA. We, we, LeBron. LeBron. We crap on the Yankees any chance we get. Well, not recently. Yeah. All right. All right. Listen, we're going to take a quick break now, guys. <laughs> and when we come back, it's going to be more baseball talk, talking about the actual move now for the Sox and the AL East picture after that. Stick with us, guys, taking a quick break. Here at Slow Your Roll as we're ready to move on. Some final thoughts real quick, though, you know. It's just so bad. So bad over there in Cleveland as far as getting rid of Baker. We were just talking about this at the break. I mean, it's to the point where you just call teams and you're just like, water boy? Do you think they Equi- were- Equipment manager? Like, like, well, just anything. Do you think anything. they regret it at all? What? This move. No. Okay, you still get Deshaun, but like, I no. mean- what no, do I don't do think they, I don't think they regret it. Yeah. I don't think they regret it at all. All right, well, I'll ask in another year. I don't think they will. I think Barry is very happy that the headache is going to be gone soon. Even if he has to deal with a splitting headache for the next 72 hours as he tries to shove Baker off to somewhere else. But like I said, you know, as you said, bag of mints in the office, equipment manager, water boy, anything. Anything to just get this man out of here at this point. Uh, if you're Andrew Barry, just a firm handshake. <laughs> just a firm handshake, and we'll get it done. <laughs> All right, from that, Trevor Story signs with the Red Sox. Uh, what was it? Sixty years, one hundred and forty million. Sixty years. I mean, <laughs> six years, one hundred and forty million. <laughs> That's some serious that, Bobby Bonilla like <laughs> kicking the can down the road. Seriously, holy crap. Uh, six years, $140 million, I believe is what it was for Trevor Story. Um, you know what's funny is when Story was available on the trade deadline, I kind of thought about how I would like him here in Boston. When free agency originally started, I kind of thought about how I would like him here in Boston. And now they do get him, and I really like the fit here. I, it gives us, I mean, as good a middle infield in the game as there is. Story at second and Bogarts at short. Um, I'm glad the Red Sox finally did something. Uh, I do think that this move actually does make them better than the Yankees as well, too. So I do think it actually moves them up in the standings. Uh, however, do I think that this makes them uh, AL least title winners? Absolutely not. Uh, Chris Sale could be out for what, two months? A month. They said a month, maybe two. Uh, this pitching is uh, sketchy at best. Um, lineup is lethal. It's about as good as anybody else is here. And I, as I said, I love the defense up the middle. That left side of the infield is going to be about as good as it gets in Bogarts, Devers, you know, and then you add Story over there. It's the right side, but still. That whole side of the infield is just 
as good as it gets in the game. But I'm thinking the Sox are probably finishing second in the AL East. Oh. So. Toronto? Oh, Toronto. Listen, I, I have this. The money's in already. It's booked. I'm not going to say how much. It's a, it's a decent amount that I put on Toronto to win the division and Toronto to win the American League pennant. Ah, do you have to win both, or are those two separate bets? No, they're two separate bets. Okay. They're two separate bets with massive payouts. Mm. Well, to win the division is not. It's like plus 215. So if you bet 100, you'll win 215 bucks. The pennant one's a lot more. The pennant's like plus 750, I think it was. Mm. But I think they're the best team in the American League. I think people just don't realize it yet. But anyway, we will get to the entire AL East after we initially talk about this. Your initial thoughts, actually, I'm going to start with you, Brian, to the Trevor Story move. What do you think it does for the Sox as far as their lookout in the AL East? I love it. I absolutely love this move. Like, not only like is it is it is it good for the the fans, <laughs> right? The fans, like like you're saying, this puts them mm-hmm. at least second. Yeah, in the AL East, I believe so. It's close though. I mean, the Rays and Yankees are no slouches. I do think the Rays have taken some steps backwards, though. So, like, to go back to what we talked about as it relates to John Henry, like, this move does put, like, allows me to put a little bit of faith back in him. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, it is still just one big move. Mm -hmm. You know, like... It's not like you're the Tampa Bay Rays or the Kansas City Royals or the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. You're in one of the two or three biggest sports markets mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. For no reason should this be the only move you've made to this point or the only really big move you're going to make. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've gone with, it seems like, volume uh, over quantity. I mean, volume over quality in the pitching and just hoping something sticks. I don't think that's always the worst idea. Uh, I think it looks significantly worse now because Sale is going to be out for another month or two. So now you're like, damn, I wish we had someone, one guy a bit more reliable. Um, but as it looks right now, uh, you're going to have Nathan Eovaldi, Tanner Hoek, Michael Walker, Nick Pavetta, Rich Hill for your starting five. Which I will say, as bad as much as we're making fun of the pitching, it's not awful at the end it's just not that good at the top or middle either but it seems like a bunch of threes and fours and a five yeah but it's not like it's not like there's someone on that fourth or fifth spot that i'm like they're so bad i can't believe they're even on this you know it's not it's not awful at the end lineup probably gonna look like kike verdugo bogarts martinez dever story dollback vasquez and i have duran we'll, we'll see what they do with the outfield but i put duran maybe at ninth Starting in left. Over JBJ? The uh, Sultan of Suck. Yeah, I don't want JBJ. Uh, uh, he's going to be he's gonna be the starting center fielder. I hope not. Then what are you doing with Duran? Don't you want Duran to get the ABs? Right fielder, I heard. No, actually, probably, yeah, don't right you fielder. want Duran to get the ABs so he can get better? Uh, you think they're just going to send him down to AAA? I think they could, but I, he's definitely not going to be the starter if he is here. I mean, like... Obviously, like there was an off season in between, but he clearly wasn't MLB ready last year. Probably not. Um, and yeah, I like him. He's fast, and like he'll be the future guy. But like I think they traded for JBJ for a reason. Okay. They want they want that outfield covered. Um, you know, 
is I will say this. If you're going to have story, if you're going to bring in Trevor's story, I am okay now with JBJ playing every day in the outfield because at least we've lengthened the lineup with Story's bat. I'll say this. JBJ will be your starting probably right fielder for the start of the season. Mm -hmm. And depending on how Duran goes, maybe it'll be different by the end of the season. And actually, you know what? That'd be nice because that means Duran did pretty well. And I, I obviously would like a guy like Duran out there more than the strikeout captain in JBJ. Um, but with like the Trevor Story stuff, obviously I voiced earlier in the show how I feel about what this means for the future of the Red Sox. But in terms of this year, I mean, sure, I do like the signing. He has big strikeout numbers, and a lot of his numbers are inflated because he played in Colorado. But like we've talked about, we, we like his swing mm-hmm. for Fenway. That does add, you have a consistent second baseman. Mm-hmm. You know who your second baseman is going to be, even though I do like Hernandez and I do like Arroyo. Obviously, a Trevor Story is far better than both of them. Um, and like did this make you better yes but I wish they focused more on pitching I wish like you can get a Michael Walker or Rich Hill I just wish you got one instead of both and maybe I don't know went for that number two at least would you have rather they brought in Ray or Gossman or the problem with that is I don't want to pay that much for like Robbie Ray would I don't know what he got but he was definitely expecting Gossman I was you know maybe Mm. Uh, but like you needed something mm-hmm. because I like Evaldi. He's not quite an ace, though. Mm. Sale, his best years are probably behind him. I, mean, we, I think we all healthy. we all hated that extension. I didn't hate it. I hated it. I thought I, I've said for years up to that extension, I think Chris Sale might be the nastiest pitcher in baseball, but the longevity is terrifying to me because of his mechanics. Mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of any any anyone that doesn't throw normal overhand like how many they all have an elbow problem at some point in their career mm. especially it when you're whipping me, it like it he does. Reminded me a lot of Tim Lincecum kind of in a way. Mm. I mean yeah they're similar build. Sales tall Lincecum wasn't but they were both very lanky skinny dudes that really just weird, whip their arm around. Yeah weird as you said mechanics like that. So that, could, that could be like the perfect comp. Yeah. What do you mean? Lincecum. Oh, as far yeah. as styles and builds, yeah. yeah, 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 and just as I said, like how nasty you are, but how much I worry about how much I really don't want to depend on you for a long period of time moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it, certainly in hindsight, this contract is bad, but at the time, I understand. Sale was putting up some great numbers that season. He signed an extension, uh, and he had some injury problems. Like it seems like come playoff time, he always had soreness. Something was wrong with him. And that was a concern, but like, I don't know. I didn't. You can't say you saw this coming. I'm not that shocked. Eh. I'm not that shocked. Anyway, but where do you think? Where Where do you see uh, the Sox this year in the AL East? It's like I, uh, they're not winning the division. They sh- they. Who do you have winning the division? Uh, I probably Toronto because mm. they were good last year, and they've I, I, of the five teams they've definitely probably improved the most um the yankees haven't done much of anything you said you like the donaldson move but like they haven't done like anything for their pitching no um i still think the rays are kind of better than you maybe Mm. not on paper because like even on paper last year they weren't really better than you but they just had your number Mm. i know come playoff time it changed but they just 
uh, maybe in come playoff time it'll be the same, but they had your number all year long. I think just regular season they're built better than the Red Sox are. I don't know if a lot of their starters are really ready, though. They lost Cruz in the middle of the lineup. They haven't really replaced the bat. I do kind of think Tampa's taking a step back. I have, uh, for the Yankees and Jays, I have their starting rotations and lineups all written down right now. So if you want a better comparison, so... As I have it right now, the Yankees likely are going to throw out Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, Jordan Montgomery, Jamison Tyon, and then the fifth spot we can argue. I just put Devi Garcia just because he's the, the highly touted prospect who at least pitched last year at the major league level. That doesn't mean it's going to be him. It could be Nestor Cortez. It could be somebody else. Lineup probably going to look like Rizzo, LeMahieu, Judge, Stanton, Donaldson, Gallo, Hicks, I don't know what they're going to do if they're going to have Torres play every day or if they brought in uh, Ian, uh, whatever, Connor Falefa yeah. from the Rangers. Because Torres isn't getting it done enough with the bat to justify his bad defense. So I have Falefa hitting eight that's short. And uh, I don't know how to say his name. Hig- Higashioki, Higashoka, the catcher, which, whatever. On the flip side, and this is what I mean by the Jays to me are like just the best team. Kevin Gossman, Jose Barrios, Alex Manoa, who was sensational last year, the second half of the year when they called the kid up, Hinshin Rio, and Yushi Kikuchi. Now, they could go Nate Peterson, if he's Nate Peterson, the highly touted prospect the last couple of years, if he's healthy. The lineup is just murderer's row. George Springer, Guerrero, Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, Matt Chapman, uh, Loris Gurriel, Randall Gritchek, Kevin Vigio, and Alejandro Kirk, the catcher rounding it out. So I think the Jays are the best team. Oh, I mean, definitely. How do they match up? How do the Sox match up with the Yankees, in your opinion? Um, you know, you have the they have the ace and Garrett Cole, and but like I kind of feel we have the the depth pitching against them, mm-hmm. and they might even have some of the bigger names with the stick, mm-hmm. but I still kind of like our offense. Again, I I I we have the depth. They, they, I like our I like our offense. To bang with just about anybody. Oh, I think the Rays can make us look silly. You think the Rays offense is oh, excuse, better? Oh, excuse me. The Blue Jays. I don't know why I said Oh, I, but I think the Jays, I think the only comparable team to the Jays offense is the Dodgers. And, like, I here's the thing. The Jays might be better. No, the, the, Ray, the Blue Jays will make our offense probably look silly. And I think the Rays pitching could be enough. I don't, they, just, they just figure it out. I know. They, can, they, they can, piece things together. And Glasnow will be back. Uh, so that's that's my biggest concern with the Rays. I think if you put us, we can out hit the Rays, but they can definitely out pitch us, and that's my biggest problem with the Rays. The Yankees, to be honest, I'm not that scared of. They'll compete. They'll probably be there, and I come as long as they're you know somewhat funny? there. They'll make some moves at the deadline. You know what's hilarious? Just the New York bias. You know, you know who the favorite in Vegas is to win the AL East? Yankees. Yep. Isn't that shocking to you? No. I, it's a little because sh- Vegas doesn't usually do that. Vegas cares about getting it right, but I guess you have so many. There's so many betters now who are just normal everyday Joes that they they move well, lines like that every year for I'm some reason. So the Cowboys sh- are the favorite to win their division, also, and I'm but like, it's why? It's not a good division, though. No, sure, but like, I'm like, well, why? Like, even like, there's several times I'm like, I don't think so. They didn't do anything. Yeah, but the division's bad, so. But it's, it's not like oh, this when all you have to they, do is go look at the even, Jays roster and you're like, this is way better teams, than the Yankees. They always, I'm saying they always pick the Cowboys anyway, regardless of what the rest of the division looks like. I got you. And regardless of what it looks like, it's always the Yankees. Yeah. And guess what? Whatever team LeBron on is, LeBron is on, regardless of what the rest of the team look like, they're going to have good odds to win the championship because LeBron. Yeah. Like, 
you say Vegas wants to get it right, and I bet they do 99% of the time, but there's still some things that are just like, well, Yankees, people will bet on the Yankees, we'll make some money on that. Yeah, I got you. All right, Brian, thoughts? Mm, Sox, I think I'm going to go either second or third in the division. Only because, like, yeah, the Jays are a better team, but I think um, Tampa, to Jesse's point, is just way too much of a wild card. Like, it's just a bad matchup. Yeah. Like, Tampa can make you look mm. stupid. Mm. And I think the Yankees, I mean, you you always got to kind of respect them because historically they've just been the big brother that always just kicked the ever-living crap out of you. Mm. Um, Socks. Second. Okay. Second? Second? Are you going third, I, Jesse, you think? I... Yes. Okay. Yes. You're I, putting Jays at the top, probably Rays, Sox, Yanks. Yeah, I'll go with that. And then the Orioles buried in last place, like every year. <laughs> every sometimes year. I forget they're in this division. You know what? I think baseball forgets they exist sometimes. Uh, well. All right. From that, moving on to some more baseball talk. Real quick, Freddie Freeman signing that huge deal with the Dodgers. Yeah. And you know what? The Dodgers always throw money around, but I actually think this is one that they needed. Because their offense kind of fell apart at the end of last year between injuries and all these other things, and then Seager's gone. I think LA needed this. And I think the NL in general looks a lot weaker this year because the Braves have lost pieces, and the Padres are going to be without Tatis. And the Padres' pitching staff, I mean, Chris Paddock looks like a lost cause at this point. Darvish was awful, awful the second half of the season last year. I watched him live too, and he just he didn't look good at all. Um, so. I don't know what San Diego is going to do with its pitching. Dilson Lament is talented. He's always hurt. The Dodgers, with this move to me, are head and shoulders above everyone in the National League. Well, the Giants aren't going to do what they did last year either. No. They lost pieces. Um, that was a fluke anyway. It was. Thing, I'll, I'll say this. I'll agree with they needed to do something along these lines. I don't know if it was the first baseman was the best place to do it. Because you had several people on the team that could play first base. Well, yeah, Muncy and uh, Bellinger. Um, yeah. So I don't know if maybe first base. I mean, hey, you got Freddie Freeman. Your team has improved pretty much everywhere in the field with the bat, um, in the locker room even. You had his you had his deal up there. What was it? It's six years, one hundred and sixty-two million dollars. Six years. I wonder how much they're going to regret that by the end. How old is he? Thirty-one. Uh, I mean, he's a first baseman. Like they don't fall apart quite as quickly as I think offensively sometimes they do Pujols was 30 how old was Pujols when he signed his Anaheim deal I think he was 31 32 what it says on his birth certificate or his actual age that that is fair I wasn't gonna say that's a fair point that happens sometimes when they come over from a different country um but all we have is is the record so I think he was about 31 32 when he signed that deal with Anaheim and that only worked out for about a year or two yeah. Do I think it's going to be that bad with Freeman? No. I think Freeman has three high productive years left. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it until he's 37. Mm. So, And actually, you think with also the universal DH, if he, if his body starts to fall apart, hey, he's your, he's your DH now. And that, that, that helps slow the process. So like I said, I think the deal is pretty good. Maybe a little long in length, but hey, they're always going to ask for longer than they what they really should get. Um, and like I said, like you need to do something. I don't know if the first baseman was the best thing. Maybe you could have gone somewhere else in the field. But like you improved, and your division did not at all. The no. only team that improved in your division is the team that shouldn't 
Yes. The Rockies. We'll move on to that. Why? This is one of the more baffling contracts I've ever seen. And the only thing I can come up with. It is, but it is. No, I was about to say, the only thing I can come up with is, what was it? Last year or two years ago, Colorado came out and admitted that we signed guys just to, like, get fans to come to the games and not about winning. This is exactly what this contract smells like. There's no reason to bring in Chris Bryant to this team. No. Especially since you just got rid of your cornerstone third baseman in Arenado two years ago. Yeah. And now you're pulling in another guy to do to almost a pretty similar contract at that, too. Something happened? From one hour ago, uh, the Rockies uh, signed Ryan McMahon, six years, $70 million. Oh, that, that's someone who was already on their team. They're just extending him Speaking for the most part. Colorado. I mean, I like that move. Dude can hit, and he's young. But Chris Bryant makes no sense. I, it does, the, the, it the, does the, from the Rockies' perspective. This is like, just a, like, can we get some butts in the seats? No, that'll sell some tickets, yeah. Chris Bryant. Oh, <laughs> everybody wants to see Chris Bryant. <laughs> I don't know why Chris Bryant would do it. Unless he wasn't getting a lot of interest. I don't think he was, because I don't think he was... He, dude, he's been kind of down the last two years. I mean, maybe he wasn't getting seven years, $182 million from everybody, but like... Wait, wait, look, at, look, wait, see if you can look up his stats real quick. Because to me, I thought he's been one of the most overrated players in baseball since his MVP year. I know you've said that. Yeah. But, like, he was going to get paid somewhere. You know, that might have been the just the, the most money he would have gotten, and that's why he picked it, which, like, sure, I understand that. Well, probably will help his stats. Career <laughs> average, 278. Career slugging, 504. What did he do last OPS, year? Yes. Last year. Is it going to be all together? Is it going to split it? So it's splitting this year. So I give you, I'll give you the Cubs numbers yeah. first. Uh, Ninety-three games played, three hundred twenty-six at bats, fifty-eight runs, uh, eighty-seven hits. Blah 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 blah. Two sixty-seven average, three fifty-eight OBP, five hundred three slugging. Home runs, eighteen. Not bad. And when he got to San Francisco, played 52 games, 187 at-bats, 28 runs, 49 hits, 7 home runs, 22 ribbies, and he hit for a 262 average. All right, so not bad. Productive. Yeah. Productive. I wouldn't say that's $182 million worth of production. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) But, I mean, let's just think about the free agent market. You're going to get more than what you're actually worth. Is, this will definitely help his stats. I will tell you that this move, though, because he gets to go hit now at Coors Field. Yeah, but don't you want to win, bro? He already won a championship. I think he cares about the money more than he does that. I guess. But just from Colorado's perspective, I just think this is a hilarious move. And there's nothing about this team that makes you think they're going to be any better this year than they were last year. No. Not a no. single thing. There's no hope on the no, pitching staff. They, made, they did one move. One move. Yeah. And it's Chris Bryant. And like to I, get some butts in the seats, <laughs> pretty good, pretty good player. But he was—he's never going to push anyone over the top of anything. No, this is about getting butts in the seats. I mean, for Rockies fans though, they must all be partying like Kennedys now. Oh, uh, uh, I'd be even more pissed. Like you did it again. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just keep story next time then, <laughs> or the Arenado? Yeah, I'd rather have them here. Like, do you think we forgot? What you admitted to? Yeah. No. We all remember. Literally the first thing I thought of when they signed him, I'm like, they did it again. <laughs> they did it again. No, I know. All right. From that, guys, Devontae Adams traded out of Green Bay 
to the Las Vegas Raiders. The arms race in the AFC West continues. And I, I'll say this before we get to the Packers side. I thought about this. We have consistently said that the Raiders will be in last in the division. But now you have Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, quarterback, a very good left tackle, and they brought in Chandler Jones. So you have two really great pass rushers in Crosby and Chandler Jones as well. Are we sure the Raiders are going to be in last place? I feel like you could almost confidently make a case for all four teams in that division as to why they will finish first. I don't know if I could quite make one for the Raiders finishing first, but I could make one for them finishing second, third, or fourth. Yeah. Eh. I still think they'd be third at best. Because I think the Chargers Chargers could charge her. They could. They could. But it's just like, like I said, that's an elite offense now, in my opinion. Uh, O-line is good. Great left tackle. Jacobs, Waller, Renfro, and Devontae Adams. That's plenty of weapons. I think Carr kind of keeps it quiet from being elite offense. Okay. Really good. And then the quarterback is serviceable. Have I, you ever I, had this sort of amalgamation of talent around him, though? I don't, not that I can remember. Even that year, like, they Whose had that really good season. Whose pieces, let's, let's go over this now. Take the quarterbacks out. Whose offensive pieces and weapons are better between the four? Who's the best? Raiders. I think the Raiders might have the best weapons. <sighs> The Chiefs only have two. Maybe Denver. They're a little unproven, though. They're a little unproven. Are you to say that Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, um, Tim Patrick, Melvin Gwynn, who's the other running back? Javante Williams. Who does look really good. I mean, Adams is better than all of them. Are you going to. Josh Jacobs is probably the better of, of all the running backs in there, but Josh Jacobs can't stay healthy. True. That's true. And like Darren Wallace, yes. Elite. Yeah. Injury problems also. Yeah. So, like, there, there is some elite talent here. I mean, that's three elite talented players on oh, the next part one, of the field. But. The Chargers, then. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Is that better than the Raiders' weapons? Yeah. If the okay. Raiders aren't fully healthy, yes. Okay. I would say... Mm, I'd rather Eckler than I- Josh Jacobs. I would say the Chargers are the closest. Maybe they're better. Do we have news again? Atlanta Falcons signing Marcus Mariota. Ah! To a two-year... So that's one more off the table for bum-ass Baker. What do you do with your Andrew Barry at this point, man? Like, I have no idea what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Like a... Free quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your, Your entire stockpile of mints in your office. Just anything and anything. All right, but back to the weapons thing. To me, KC only has two elite ones. Uh, they did bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, though, which I think is very helpful. Well, I mean... Because they were missing that third wide receiver. Maybe that's a game changer. Edward Solaire is another good piece. I wouldn't call him elite, but... Well, yeah, okay. But, like, now the Raiders have as good as weapons as anybody. I just... Uh, that division's crazy to me. On the flip side... It is. On the flip side, do you think Aaron Rodgers signed this cra- contract with Green Bay without knowing that Devontae wasn't going to play on the franchise tag? Or do you think he knew that and he seriously didn't care that Devontae was likely gone, he just wanted the most amount of money possible? I, I think he was ignorant to it. You do? Because it didn't come out till but actually... they're friends. They talk. Uh, maybe that was his problem. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. Do I think they are friends? Yes. And that's part of Aaron's problem. 
That's my friend. I know him. He's going to be happy I made all this money, and he'll play with me. Yeah. Mm. I think I think Aaron Rodgers really strikes me as the guy to assume a lot about people and get it wrong a lot. Okay. I see that as Aaron Rodgers. And, like, none of this... He didn't come out that he didn't want to play on the franchise tag until Aaron Rodgers got the big money. And then he realized that, oh, I'm not going to get restructured. This is just going to be a franchise tag or I'm playing somewhere else. Mm. And that's what he got. Yeah. Brian, what do you think? Do you think on that part, do you think Aaron knew that Devontae wasn't going to play on the franchise tag? Or do you think Aaron just assumed Devontae was going to be here and that's why he resigned? I think Aaron absolutely assumed that Devontae would stay wherever Aaron went. Okay. Like I, I, I don't know. It's it's because I, I to know. me on both sides, it's tough to come up with what it could possibly. I find it shocking Aaron would stay if he knew Devontae would be well, gone. But I also find it shocking that Devontae wouldn't tell Aaron, "Hey, if they franchise tag me, I'm gonna refuse to play." Well, maybe he did, and that's why Aaron Rodgers was just like, "All right, just give, give me, me all most, the money." Yeah, that's that's the flip side too. Maybe he just said, "Give me all the money" because I know Devontae's gone anyway. Okay, but if you're a guy like Rodgers, right, where you've been so outspoken on certain topics, such as how the organization hasn't once bothered to draft a wide receiver in the first round since you've been there, you're so concerned about the talent that that that's around you why would you be so willing and so steadfast to take a deal like that if you know that in any case it's probably going to hamper you from having the best receiver in football because he's moved on with his life he just wants his money he's not about winning he's not about winning he's about aaron he's about i want i I want to be the highest paid i want to make sure my stats are great my passer rating is best and i'm the highest paid quarterback here i didn't throw any interceptions this week now look at my toes (laughs) I think the fact that he won MVP last year makes it so like he's like, all right, I don't have to try ever again. Give me my money. I'm going to make my money, and I'm going to ride off into the sunset when I feel like it. Dude, screw you and your greasy hair. All right, so for Green Bay, (laughs) what is... Karen. For Green Bay, I think this is disastrous. And I understand that they were up against the cap, and that's why they couldn't do it, because they had to pay Aaron... Uh, I think this takes them out of the window, uh, the Super Bowl window completely, though. And the only chance that this have now to remedy the situation is if they hit a home run in the draft. And I think for sure they have to take a cor- um, a wide receiver with their first pick in the draft this year. I mean, I think they'll probably take maybe one or two. Somewhere. I mean, your best wide receiver now is Alan Lazard. <laughs> Is Scantlin still on the team? Isn't he a free agent? Uh, he's a free agent right now. So he could be gone too. Like, who are their wide receivers? Is Cobb still there? Yes, he is. Randall. Oh, Randall. boy. He is old. Well, uh, that's that's also Aaron's friend, so he's still got a friend. That's true. That is true. Their backfield's good. It is. It is. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of, I know they got some nice picks for it. They have to take a quarterback. Uh, they have to take a wide receiver in this Tony? in this first round. If Tony can get healthy. That's tight end. He's limited. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a serviceable tight end, but he's he's limited. You know what? He's a he's on the, he's one of the better half of the tight end in the league. Yeah, he is. But that's not saying much on an, on an offense that now really has no elite pieces in the passing game. Yeah. <laughs> so not good for Green Bay. Like I said, listen, they seem to all be drafting wide receivers now, and they they can hit. So if they, they but they got to find a Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Or else the Super Bowl window is slam shut, in my opinion. 
You could say for all intents and purposes, it's slam shut now. Like, yeah, Russ isn't in the conference, but the Cowboys, albeit the Cowboy when it comes nut cutting time. Yeah, but the Rams. There's uh, still a more ta- far more talented yeah, roster then, up and down the Green Bay, yeah, right? Niners Brady's, are, Brady's back, so yeah. there's that powerhouse. The Rams are awesome. And San Fran, even when their offense looks anemic, can shut you down in Green Bay. Yeah. I still think the state of the NFC right now keeps them keeps the window open a little bit. That's okay. the one thing that I think keeps them in the conversation right I think now. without I think without Devontae it even doesn't. I think they're gonna win the division. They'll win the division, but you know what? What if You think the Lions are gonna do what it? If no, Minnesota no. Wins <laughs> yeah, what if what division? if what if Minnesota what if, they what if the offensive coach brings the best out of Kirk Cousins? And if you want to talk about weapons, they got as good a weapons as anyone in the league. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. They certainly have a better surrounding cast around yeah. Kirk the Dirk than they do. Right now, right now, offensive pieces, Kirk Cousins has significantly better pieces than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Thielen and Cook have injury problems. They do. Um, I, still, though, they don't, not to say the Green Bay has a defense, but like... I don't really care about Minnesota's defense. I know, I know. I uh, it's still Kirk Cousins. Like, I know. What is <laughs> like? What has Minnesota done this offseason at all, other than extend Kirk Cousins? Not much. Not much. I can't think of anything. Hey, Cousins has played well against Rodgers and in, in Green Bay for some reason. I'm not listen. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. They are not. Green Bay is still my pick to win the division. But I'm I'm just Who's saying their coach. They even hire a coach yet? Minnesota. Yeah. They hired O'Connell. I don't remember that. The OC for the uh, Rams. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I believe you. I mean, I might be mixed up because there were so many new hires, but I'm pretty sure they, they brought in Kevin O'Connell. Can we just for a moment, like, I can't with the oversaturation and the worshiping of anyone who was within five miles of Sean McVay. Of Sean McVay. <laughs> or, or, or Kyle Shanahan. Seriously. Offense is winning the day now. It's a new, it's a new game. It's a new league. Yeah, well, defense still wins championships. I don't think it does. It, uh, I gotta, Listen, do you can you have an incompetent defense? No. But the Rams' offense is a big reason why they won. Since he made it to a Super Bowl. Even, their offense didn't even do that good. Largely based on offensive weapons. Their defense wasn't even good in the Super Bowl. Who? Rams. Yeah, it was. Their, their offense? It didn't do oh, their offense. Well, I meant their defense. Did I, did I say defense? Yeah. Right. No, I don't think you can have an incompetent defense, but you can't be you can't be defense first, I, I think, in the NFL. Well, no, no, and no. win I'm a championship. Not, I'm not anymore. saying be defense first. Oh, okay, okay. But you can't go into <clears throat> a, a a high leverage spot. And okay, I, I get your point a little bit now. One of the big reasons I was so high on the Rams is obviously they have the offense. <laughs> I love doing that with the pens here. You're a big fan of California, too. I know. No, no, I'm not. I don't like California. Um, but they had, like, the best defense. And they had a significantly better defense than Cincy's defense. And that's why I was very confident about them winning the Super Bowl. So I do see your point. I don't know. Yeah, I, I figured yeah. All right. We are going to take one last quick break, and then uh, we're going to turn it over to you two for the for the Bruins. What they did for yeah. the trade deadline, actually deadlines and actual the actual deadlines in six minutes. Yes, is it really? Yep. Oh, okay. They're, they're, I mean, they always announce a whole bunch. of And then uh, we'll do our Tommy report and Darwin award as well. So stick with us, guys, after this last quick break. 
and we are back again. It's time to talk some hockey. Everyone's favorite. Woo! Mostly a little trade deadline talk. You know, the Bruins did have a good week, but who cares? We're mostly just wondering what are they going to do and what do we make of what they've done? So really, they, they made one big move. They traded for defenseman Hampus Lindholm. We said they needed to trade for a defenseman. They did. Uh, and then they re-signed. Oh, they actually, they dealt uh, Erho Vakanainen, John Moore. Love to get rid of John Moore. Uh, First-round pick. And then a 2023 and a 2024 second-round pick. And then they re-signed Lindholm for eight years, $52 million. So we have our defenseman. We said we wanted a guy to play with Charlie Mack. Now we have him. We can move uh, forward down. We can move Mike Riley down. Do you think – how do you feel about the defense now, Brian? feel a hell of a lot better about it. Sure. But is this is, but is this a defensive is, piece that was needed? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I, the only reason I say that is, like, if you want to go on a deep run, right, and you want to talk conference finals – Cup aspirations. Mm. Is Hampus Lindholm really good enough as a left shot to put on the other side of McAvoy where you can have the utmost confidence that you that that you're gonna be able to shut down the best competition like like Chara and Seidenberg a la 2010, 2011? Mm. Like that's I, stout defense. I don't know if you'll be able to get that out of McAvoy and Lindholm. Love the move, but I still have a little bit of reservation about it. Okay, I mean, I I will under, I understand that because I mean Lindholm is a he's just kind of a three zone defenseman. He he does make your defense better, but he's it's mostly about it's helping with the speed. It's helping with just the passing out of the zone. It does make Charlie McAvoy I think all around better because he can trust his other defenseman a lot more. Oh, absolutely. And then you know down the lines it goes. Yep. But I, I understand like he's not a huge body. He's not uh, the most defensive-minded guy. Great into the defensive zone, but this is all... One reason I do like this is it adds to everything. The power play should get better. Right. The penalty kit should be better. In uh, Getting the puck in deep should be better. I understand why, like, he's not a total defenseman, total shutdown guy, and they needed that a little bit, but I'll take this. How can I not take this? And they did actually... They traded for another one, literally a couple of minutes ago. Defenseman John Brown from the Senators. That's depth... So and he's more of a more of a tougher guy, and so I really do like. It. And then you got him for eight years. I wonder what that means for like a Carlo though, mm. because you're almost having to like. Well, we're gonna go with Charlie Mack and Hampus. Um, yeah, Hampus Lindholm. That probably means someone is gonna have to go in the off season. But that's the off season. Another thing is this morning Jake DeBrusque signed a two year extension. He was supposed to be a free agent this year. It's a lot easier to move a player when they have years after. Right. So especially is, on the money he's making. Yeah. On that extension. What is, what is it? Was it two four million for four? average. Four million average. Yeah. Um, which is I mean that's much more for what he's worth. Right. Given his recent numbers. If they move him, it'll probably be for an offensive player, but you're almost changing him out for something else. So, do you think that's a good idea to move him? Obviously, if the deal's there, yes, that's an easy answer. But like yeah, most the, of the deals if, have been if, made. Yeah, if the deal's there, I I think you gotta move on because like like last time I was on the show with you guys and you and I did a hockey segment, Jesse. Like we did a good few minutes on DeBrusque, and this was yes. one of the exact things that we talked about. Like 
if you get the right offer for him, yeah, do it. Yes. However, a lot of the players have been moved, so I'm wondering what that offer could be. Because I don't think DeBrusque is a first-line player, despite the fact that he's playing on the first line. Um, but where are you going to find one right now? Where are you going to find someone to play on that first line with Bergeron and Marshawn? DeBrusque could be a piece to do that, but I don't know what's, I don't know anything that's left. Because right. like, there's rumors of Max Domi. I like Max Domi. That's not a first-line player. Um, that'll make your second line kind of better. And, but that's also that's not a center. They're talking about centers. Like. It's not, but anything. So to your point that you just made about how it'll make your second line better, whatever you can do to improve your talent groupings sure. from lines two to four, do it. Do it yesterday. Okay. Because okay. we've seen for so many years now, pretty much since, I, I don't know, 2015, 2016, secondary scoring, the lack of secondary scoring has been such a glaring oh, issue. We, we talk about it every year. For this team. Like, you, you can't find one guy in the system. Oh, no, they can't. That they you really can, can, like... Why is young talent such an issue for this team? Why is any degree of competence outside of your first line or first and second D pairings? Why is it such a hard find? They can't. Their scouting and drafting and development is like you know in the early two thousands. We we drafted guys like Bergeron, Krejci, Marshawn, Lucic. Um, all were working out, hitting on everything. Yep. I don't know where those scouts and guys went. Now, we lost the GM in Shirelli. I didn't like Shirelli. I, and I'm fine with Sweeney, but like, you, they looked too much. We, we said this about you can draft and develop defensemen. You just have no clue with forwards, whatever it is. You just can't. And it's got to they they, they, be scouting. And it's got to be, I mean, it's not just scouting, it's development and stuff like that. Because. Uh, that 2015 draft where they had the three picks in a row, one of which was DeBrusque, mm-hmm. and one of which was Zach Senishin, who actually just got traded for that second defenseman, Josh Brown. Like, what What? Dillweed yeah. in their scouting department said, take these three guys at 14, 15, and 16, and you left Matt Barzal yep. on the board, yeah. who, who posterized you for yes. an entire playoff series. I think the highest guy was Jake DeBrusque, and he was late first at best. He was looked at. So I almost felt in that draft like they had every intention to move those three picks to get a top 10, top five pick. No one bit, and they were like, oh, we're not really sure what to do with these. And they picked just three names that they thought could work. So that Jakob, was my Jakob Zaboral, Jake DeBrusque, and Seneshin at 13, yes. 14, and 15. Two out of three might be traded today. Barzal went 16. Yep. I actually, even if you look down the list, there's even like uh, Erickson X down there. For yep. The, Joel Erickson X, Ilya uh, Samsonov, uh, he, Travis Konechny. Like, Erickson X would be your perfect second line center right now. What are we doing? I, they, so we, I asked that for years with this full forward thing. But I want to ask you now with, with this one move, uh, two moves, well, the second one's not that big deal. And Jake DeBrusque is still on this team as of right now, trade deadline three minutes ago. Now, a whole bunch of trades will be announced probably in the next hour. Do you think that move for the defenseman, if that's all it is, is that enough to push you 
I don't even want to say to the cup because that's a little silly. But. I think it bought him an extra round. Okay. But again, like we talked about last time, you and I did a hockey segment together. It's entirely contingent on the matchups. Yes. And like if you're in the wild card spot right now, if it ended today, you're playing, you're going to play, actually, you're going to play Carolina. Hate it. I know. Hate that matchup. No, Carol- Carolina swept you this year and outscored you, I think it was 16-2 to two in three games. Mm-hmm. That's devastating. Like, uh, And then, here's the thing, then you got to beat the Rangers and Pittsburgh if you're going to go with the Metropolitan route. I don't like us against the Rangers. Pittsburgh's whatever. Uh, but if you're going to go your con- Eastern Conference, Tampa and Florida, as much as I kind of like the matchup against Florida, they just got Claude Giroux. And that really, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, Dom disagreed with me mm. that Florida's the best team in the Eastern Conference. Now there's no doubt in my mind. You got one of the best forwards on the market. And actually, Bruins apparently got him, and Claude Giroux said no. He uses no trade clause. So I that, heard that. Yeah. So, I, I think this pushes you. I, I'll agree with you. I think your second round, maybe you can get to the Eastern Conference Finals now, and then you can maybe lose to Tampa, or or Carolina. But no, like, I don't, I, I don't like him to make it to the the, the conference conference final? finals. No, I it depends. If there's another move that's going to be announced, and depending on what it is, yeah, I was just it had better be a damn good move. Yeah, but like that move is definitely going to involve Jake DeBras. Because like, unless you're bringing in a top six forward. Yeah. No, I don't like, don't like it. I wouldn't. I mean, your third line is fine. I wouldn't want to mess with that. And like you, you get a fourth line guy like that didn't that that wasn't your problem. No, that doesn't do anything for like you. Like You've gotten perfectly fine production for what they are out of your bottom six. Yeah. And I mean, there's been stretches this season where they've you could look at them and say, wow, yeah. where did this come from? The third line right now is maybe the hottest third line in the league. And like, I don't want to mess with that. And like. But you, the forwards just ain't, it ain't good enough. You're, it's almost, it's weird. We complained about scoring depth forever. Now it seems you kind of have it, and you're, you're, you're missing a top six guy now. Mm-hmm. I would have loved a crate you to be here. <laughs> that door is no longer ajar. No. Nope. And actually, they did announce, like, Crazy talked about hinting him coming back this year, and the Bruins said no. Actually, I don't know if it was the Bruins said no, but they mutually said no maybe next year. He's like, I want to spend time with my family. It's like, why did we say it? Oh, Jesus. David, take a note from Tommy, will you? Just come back for one more <laughs> no. kick at the can, please. Actually, you know what? If David Krejci was here, I would put them as a contender right now. So would for I. the cup? To make the cup. Okay. Because, like, I don't know if you can beat Colorado. Well, Colorado? They get through Tampa, but you don't think they could beat Colorado? 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 Here's the thing. I said a couple weeks ago I think Colorado's kind of fake because they lack a little defense and they can't win face-offs at all, but they made they made a couple moves that really bolster themselves. So. They're faster than you. Definitely. They have more bona fide talent. Oh, they have some of the best talent in the league. Kale McCarr's the best defenseman. McKinnon's one of the best goal scorers. Not to mention they're bigger than you. They'll just beat the ever-loving hell out of you. I mean, that's... Probably the biggest reason why you lost to St. Louis. Oh, definitely. You no, just they got, got the absolute no, they got bag bullied. beat out of you. I, they, that's why when you play in a team like that, the, the Bruins look good the first couple games. Mm-hmm. You got beat up. As soon as they figure out, that's it. Yeah. The that's longer, it. Well, the, the longer a series goes, I almost always want to take the tougher team mm-hmm. because they're, they're less hurt. 
Yep. They're going to keep, they're just, they can keep going. Like, gonna, perfect example is the 2011 Cup team. Oh, that, for, the, for that no reason. For no reason. If you look at those two rosters on paper, for no reason in any universe should those Bruins have beaten that Canucks team. Oh, no. But when but you they beat him but, down. But if you watch, if you watched, it was a fight after Van- every yeah. Play. Vancouver was number one in the league in just about every major statistical category. But the ones that they don't keep track of, grit and balls. Yeah, I mean, like not it, even a contest. Like those, those as as big and mean and physical as those 2019 Blues were. 2011 Bruins mopped the friggin' ice with them. Oh, in terms of physicality, definitely. But actually, you just look at last year. We talked about Barzal made us look silly skating around us and all our defense. The only reason that was really possible is because the Islanders beat the crap out of McAvoy, Carlo, Riley. Like, the defense was shredded by the end, and they could do what they want at that point because they were, they were tougher than you. They were willing to hit more than you. And the Bruins have gotten away from that. And as much as the, the league has changed to be more speed and you need to adapt to that, you look at every team that wins the Cup. They have those guys mm-hmm. that are going to just beat you up. They have grinders. They, yeah, and the Bruins don't want to really be that anymore for whatever reason. I understand, but like Bruce Cassidy doesn't like that game and doesn't play that game. But he said it himself a couple of weeks ago. My, our guys need to be pricks. He understands yep. that. But I don't know. Why don't... Why can't Neely and Sweeney... Like, Neely of all guys, too, especially. I got my like, Neely today. should know. Not just because he made, at least made a cup, right? But Neely was one of those guys that you knew don't get near him. Uh-huh. Oh, 100%. Because he's gonna hurt you. Yeah. No, he was... That was his whole game. And that's like... Him, all his goals. I mean, he was a great goal scorer, but his, he was he was a garbage goal scorer. Yep. Picks up the rebounds in front of the net. Just outmuscles the guy for the puck in the slot. Where are those guys? Like, why is the best, arguably the best power forward that game has ever seen? Why can't he? I. Uh, why can't he see that physicality also translates to wins? I've had my problems with Neely for a while. He 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 can be blind to a lot of things. So. All right, guys, it's time to move on. Okay. It's time to wrap this up. Jesse, this is back to you, though. Tommy Report. Oh, boy. What did he do this week? Eh, not much. (laughs) He talks a little crypto on his social media. He tried to recruit some players out there. Julio Jones. Yeah. Washed. Probably. Eh, you might make him look better. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's not really a Tommy update, but there was was a video going around a Gronk. uh, It was like in a barbershop or something. Openly saying that, like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the box. I'm just going to make Tom sweat a little. So Gron- Gronk's messing with Tom, but Gronk's, Gronk's going back to the box. Mm. That's going to be one more record for those two this year. You watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most, most duo to, with the touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the difference is between uh, Manning. Was it Manning and? Manning and Har- uh, Harrison. Yeah. I think. I think it's, it's like 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Anyway, that's what Tom Brady did this week. All right. Little to nothing. All right, and with that, Darwin Award, let's go. Drum roll, please. In honor of March Madness, this week's Darwin Award winner is the SEC Conference. <laughs> Who? Listen, there's upsets all the time, but the entire conference has lost its number one seed, its number two seed, and its number three seed. 
All before the round, all before even the Sweet 16. How do you say sucks to suck? Yeah, they sucked for sure and definitely were completely overvalued. Um, because not only, you do realize conferences don't all have number one, two, and three seeds. It's just in each bracket, Kentucky in their bracket was a number one seed. Auburn got the number two seed in their bracket. And Tennessee got the three seed in their bracket. So they thought the SEC was good enough to get these seeds in those brackets. And every major contender for a championship is out before even the Sweet 16 for the SEC. Sucks to suck. The best one, of course, being St. Peter's taking down the almighty Kentucky and Calipari. I know you guys don't watch a lot of basketball, but you should look at Calipari's face uh, when his team lost to St. Peter's. It was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I didn't make a bracket this year, so I haven't watched that much March Madness. Who are the four teams left in that? Oh, no, there's way more than four teams left. No, in, it's that, in the Sweet it, for, 16. No, from, the, from the SEC. Is there four teams even left? Well, yeah, this, you know, they come from you know four and four, and it, make, it adds up to 16. No, 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 no. The SEC is the conference of That's, like a couple of those guys. Yes. I think there's what only teams are left from that one. I think there's only one. I think there's only one remaining team from the SEC. Arkansas. That is the only SEC team that remains. Wow, I said they suck. They suck and blow. Yeah, they Arkansas is the only remaining SEC team Arkansas's that is two. still alive. Arkansas is a two, though. Aren't they? Aren't no, they? there are four. So sorry. I know, not bad, but still, you lost your all your title contenders. All your legitimate title contenders all got whacked early by high seeds, too. Things that make you all double, all double digit, all double digit seeds beat them. Those are my favorite things. No, I know. It's I, funny. It's just funny it all happened to one conference. Yeah, they were over, all overrated. <laughs> yeah. They only care about football, I guess. So, Darwin Award oh. winner, the SEC, for woefully underachieving in this year's NCA March Madness bracket. That has been it for us this week. Finally back to our normal Monday time. Woo! Yeah. I got my life together a little bit more and scheduled things correctly. So we will should be back on a Monday or Tuesday again next week. Thank you very much, guys. At Slow Your Roll on Instagram, Slow Your Roll on Twitter as well, and slowyourroll.com for articles, plays from the week, and Jesse's articles as well, who I'm sure he'll be writing some more soon now that baseball's coming back around. So do we have breaking news? Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes got Max Domi. Okay. That guy I literally just said, like, yeah, I'll take that guy. All right, all right. So that has been it for us this week, and have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. Bye.